This is Sasha Chua talking with Thomas Nelson about Emacs. So, so you started in university with a couple of friends, but how did yep. you get other people in the company to use Emacs? Um, actually, they were fairly hardcore Emacs oh, users. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'd already gotten back into Emacs uh, recently. And at that point, uh, I figured, okay, it's time to go all in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by going all in? What were some of the things that you picked up again or changed? Um, well, I guess several Emacs users have the same feeling that you start using it for coding or something, and it gradually starts eating other stuff, <laughs> right? It just seems like everything you do it at some point. <laughs> Such as? Uh, I was a really big, uh, big uh, mind map user. Oh, yes. A couple yes, years ago. Yeah. And then I found org mode, and now I don't use mind maps anymore. <laughs> After building something for mind maps, it was actually pretty interesting and graphical. Like yeah. Text. yeah. Mm. So there's org, which. It seems everyone lets um, lets lets org take up their life. Uh, are there other interesting things that you've played around with in Emacs? Uh, apart from org. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you one of the maintainers on org? No. Wait, what's no. One? Okay. Uh, on org, uh, the IRC mode oh, for yeah, Emacs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I use that a lot. I think John really yeah. was involved in that one. So. Uh, Right. It's it's really cool. I use that often too. Yeah, I use it every day. <laughs> uh, we use uh, IRC quite a lot in our company, so I basically have uh, have an IRC session going in ERC uh, in a session Tmax session on a server. Oh, I see. So, you, so it stays it, there even yeah. if you get disconnected. Right. right. It's persistent. Yeah, it's, mm. it's amazing to have so many things in Emacs. Yeah. Sorry, the cat's being a bit of a pain next to us on the table. <laughs> cat. Mm. And then the other people in your t in your company, what's it like when you're you know when they're working on Emacs and you're working on Emacs? Because um, do do people ever pair program or do you ever swap yeah. config with them? Yeah, we we swap config files and we do some pair programming, um, and it's. It's both a blessing and a curse <laughs> that everyone uses Emacs. <laughs> okay, how is it a blessing? <laughs> well, uh, of course, we can swap config, uh, and it's quite easy to sit down at other people's editors because you're basically familiar with the with their basic setup. Yeah. But the issue is that, of course, every Emacs setup diverges, <laughs> even though everyone starts at the same place. So. My colleague Christian sits down at my desk, and uh, invariably he finds some sort of hotkey that's not there. <laughs> you know. And, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I hear when when people are working with other people's Emacs. You know, we we get so used to our own shortcuts. We can't imagine yeah. Emacs without them. <laughs> I I actually I read that uh, this is maybe a common problem with Lisps as well, generally, mm. because uh, sometimes Lisp um, projects tend to diverge a lot from each other, because mm. it's so easy to extend, <laughs> just like emails. <laughs> what are some of the interesting configuration snippets that you've picked up from other people? Uh, I think I'll have to 
open my my file, my work file. Oh, if you don't mind, uh, I'd love a walkthrough of what you've got there. I'm always curious yeah. about people's configuration, <laughs> and it's always it's so interesting when you hear people explain why. Um, I think in Skype you can switch go switch over to screen sharing if you'd like. Oh right. Um, I think I'll just open my config first. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I actually have my Emacs uh, config in an org file. It's an excellent uh, practice. Yeah. It's the closest closest I've gotten to uh, to literate programming. I think. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, and now I'll just have to figure out how to share this. Uh, if you uh, if you go back to the Skype window and hover over it, there should be a plus sign. So add oh. right next to the red hang up button, uh, and then you can say add summary share. If you click on the plus sign, right. you can then screencast. The video will cut yeah. out, but uh, then I can see your screen, which is good. Right. So let's do that. Ah, uh, uh, you need Skype Premium to share screens? Um, no, you should uh, be able to, to share it. It's just we just turn off the video. Ah, right. Um, so I turn off. Do I turn off your video or? I think if we both turn off video, that should be okay. Right. It's probably a good idea to double check just in case they've done funny things. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll turn off the video. Let's see. Share screen. Yep. Okay. All right. I see that now. Thank you. Cool. Okay. Um. So I'll just. Yeah, I see that. This is it big enough or? Yep. yep. Perfect. I really like the fact that using org for your config uh, gives you folding. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I really I stole this setup or the basic setup from one of my colleagues, uh, and prior to that, I had everything spread across a lots of different files. Yeah. Uh, I really like using uh, incremental search just to jump around. So mm. it's yes. nice to have in one place. Yes. Right. So what are what are the <clears throat> particularly interesting things about your setup that you you know you're you're proud proud of of uh, or that really help you? Well, uh, I haven't created that much myself, but I've stolen a lot of great stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is how we do all do it. So that's cool. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Emacs server mode or daemon Emacs daemon. Oh, yes, yes. So uh, that's fun. great. Um, sorry, I just have to let the cat in. Pardon. <laughs> a lot, many Emacs people are cat people. It's kind of funny. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Emacs is the server or daemon mode is really great. Yeah. I think I picked that up from from Avde, Avde yeah. Grimm. Mm -hmm. uh, he had one of. He had a series of screencasts where he rebuilt his own uh, Emacs setup. Mm -hmm. uh, so I basically followed along with that recently. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, the Emacs reboot series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, 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 snippets. I use uh, Yasnippet too. Yeah. 
I, I used to be a TextMate oh. user for a couple of years. Huh, well, uh, you figured out how to uh, to get it to, to play nicely with a tab expansion. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to your config later. Thanks for sending me the URL. I'll include yeah, that I, too. I sus yeah. suspect that lots of people have this cargo <laughs> to their own setups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Idea. Just a couple of... I, very... Yeah, idea of that. I, I do that all, well, I use that a lot too, yes. Yeah. It's great. There's mm -hmm. uh, not much more there. YAML, Markdown, uh, Ace Jump. I saw, I saw the keyboard shortcut you bound to that. And I was like jealous yeah. because you've got all these accented characters. And I just... <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> uh, have you used Ace Jump at all? A little bit. Um, I it's one of the things that's on the, uh, because my configuration is also in org. I'm using org drill to try to remember certain features that I've added to oh. my config. Ace jump is one of them. It's it's great. I can see how it'll be useful. I just have to get the keyboard shortcut burned into my brain. That's actually exactly the same situation I'm in. <laughs> yeah, so the, the way that I'm dealing with it right now is using uh, spaced repetition. So org drill remembers how, you know, how easy or hard you find an item and it will remind you uh, at appropriate time intervals to review it. Oh. Right, that sounds really useful. You should check it out. It's actually yeah. really cool. Cool. Yeah, I, I usually put, um, I usually harvest lots of stuff that looks good and put it uh, in my config files and in my cheat sheets. Um, but the problem is actually going back and revising and learning all that stuff. Yeah, later if there's time, I'll yeah. show you how I've been using it and how to set it up. But, um, cool. I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to know about the other interesting things about your, your Emacs setup there. Or, yeah. Especially, um, actually, also things that you're still trying to figure out or... Or you know oh. the things that you're looking forward to uh, to hacking into your config. Yeah, um, let's see. I'll skip a couple of these. Uh, mug. Uh, I skull stole a really coo cool cool mugget setup. Yeah, mugget is awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm actually not sure how this makes my mugget mode different from the regular one because I've only almost only used. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I should check that out. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, regex builder. Oh, yes. That's useful. I don't use it that often, but when I do need it, it's really handy. Yeah. Uh, it basically uh, lets you type a regex in uh, in the mini buffer, if I remember correctly, and it'll show up all the matches in your current buffer. Mm -hmm. It's a nice way to interactively check your... Regex, yes. um, expand the region. This is one of those uh, those extensions that that I actually need to get into my muscle memory. Oh. Um, I haven't used that yet. Yeah. Um, so it basically, uh, I think I'll actually have to call it using. <laughs> that could be why it's not awesome. in your, uh, in yeah. your um, muscle memory. Yet. I don't actually have it in my config right now, I think, but um, it basically lets you expand your selection to the next scope or the next um, 
Yeah, see. the next couple of whatever mode you're in. Yeah, so starting with a word and then going to the uh, expression I, and so forth. Yeah, up to the class and up to the module and wow. so forth. Yeah, yeah, I can see how that would be very useful. Yeah, uh, so yet another one that I use, use too uh, infrequently. So it's not part of my muscle memory yet, but I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, Ruby, Ruby mode, that's pretty basic. Mm. Um, I do most of my um, development in Ruby these days. Yeah. Are you using Runary and similar things as well? Uh, I tried tried it briefly, um, but I I don't actually remember why I, I didn't stick with it. I think, I, think I, yeah. I just briefly and I found that our grip and uh, finding project was good enough for me. That's true. I, I often forget to use the keyboard shortcuts that Runary provides to jump to classes or you know to to models and views and control based on the file yeah. I'm looking at. But it's it's great to see so much um, you know so much work being done to uh, to make development in these different environments easier yeah. yeah it's actually it's it's fascinating to see how much um it's it seems to me that emacs has gotten more momentum in these last couple of years hmm. uh, it didn't feel that active uh, the last time i used it regularly so oh, what do you think is making the difference i'm not sure but i think part of it is that uh there seems to be a sort of general uh, Exodus from big <laughs> ideas to more, you know, classic old school editors. Mm -hmm. um, lots of, I think, lots of Ruby people used TextMate earlier. Yeah. Uh, and then TextMate seemed like it was going into maintenance mode, or, or maybe put on ice entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, and at that point, lots of people migrated to Sublime and VI and Emacs. But I'm not sure where the other people are coming from. <laughs> in your company, do you ever, you know, do you have new people coming in who don't know Emacs yet? Well, uh, all of uh, all of the current um, people in the company are already Emacs users or was before they came to the company. <laughs> we're, we're quite small, so it's not a big issue yet. Yeah, but yeah. that's yeah, that's actually something I think about. What happens when we start to get significant amounts of people who don't use Emacs. Yeah. Uh, or you can make Emacs part of your hiring requirements. <laughs> uh. <laughs> must learn, you know, must be willing to learn Emacs, so. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually read somewhere that I think Steve Yeggy, if yeah. you're familiar with him, yeah. he, I think he wrote that uh, Amazon at one point uh, had uh, their customer support system uh, written in Emacs Lisp. <laughs> <laughs> Just having a big company isn't a, an issue, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm always curious about what you know, what people can do to to make Emacs even friendlier, easier for people to pick up, or to to help more people get to know Emacs is actually really wonderful. So yeah, yeah. If you can think of things that might help, uh, I'd love to hear about them too. Yeah. Well, um, sorry. Go ahead. Um, the starter kits seem to be a good uh, way to start for lots of people. Mm, yeah, and I, I like the fact that the popularity of the starter kit and, and also keeping your Emacs configuration as an org file makes it super easy to share, like the way that you've, you know, you've shared your, your GitHub um, uh, uh, Emacs configuration. Because it's, it's, it's kind of the same as sharing your .emacs, but it looks better. 
<laughs> and it, it it sort of encourages people to document their Emacs configuration even just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it. I think it it beats uh, uh, the process everyone followed a couple of years ago, where you basically went to the Emacs wiki and started cargo culting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I hear that. <laughs> uh, one of my colleagues. Uh, he compared it to going down the street and picking up uh, used pieces of gum off the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fascinating metaphor. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, um, I can continue stepping yes. through the setup. Yes. Please do. Uh, I double enclosure, so I've got some basic, mm -hmm. yeah, just the basic closure mode and the REPL there. Yeah. Um, that's part of why I found Emacs again a couple of years ago. Oh. Uh, I started playing with Clojure, and in the Clojure community, Emacs pretty much is the default editor. So oh, that's excellent. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so some basic look and feel stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I'm a big uh, Solarized fan. Mm -hmm. uh, there's. There's another big theme called uh, Zenburn, I think, mm. which I used to use, but uh, I don't think that looks as good. So mm. I should try Solarize. I hear such good things about it. I'm currently using Color Theme Hover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I like Electric Pier, um, which basically yeah. inserts uh, matching, you know, matching um, delimiters like. Nice and parents and stuff like that. I've never quite gotten used to that in IDEs that I've used, but um, I can see how it'd be helpful, especially when you're writing Lisp. Yeah, exactly. Um, the electric pair mode is basically a holdover from when I used TextMate, because that TextMate does that in most of its basic modes. Yeah. Um, so some fun stuff. I pretty much turn yeah, off all yeah. <laughs> Or the Chrome. <laughs> uh, UTF-8 is fairly important yes. for us non-Americans. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I, I have, I have lost. I have, I have been much annoyed by uh, switch, you know switching between car sets. I have some some uh, files where I'd switched between uh, one one of the ISO code pages and UTF-8, yeah. and now my you know my text is horribly scrambled. Yeah. <laughs> I I used to end up a lot of the, in the same situation, uh, ex, ex, especially in uh, university. Uh, we used to end up with, uh, oh, uh, what flavor of Latin encoding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, cat, yes or no questions? Yeah. Uh, uh, auto refresh, um, auto revert buffers. That's pretty useful. Mm -hmm. um, oh, most of my stuff. Most of my stuff is in um, uh, Dropbox, so sometimes I just walk between uh, my laptop and my desktop, and I've basically got a lot of the same stuff open in both uh, machines. Huh. I never so thought about Dropbox, it that way. Cool. Yeah, it works fairly well. Uh, the one thing you have to be careful about is to put uh, big Git repositories in Dropbox, because if you don't let it, if you don't give it time to properly update, it seems to corrupt them. So mm. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! 
yeah, linking cursor, highlight the current line. Uh, so that's just modes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see how those little fixes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, this one, I'm actually not sure if I need anymore. Uh, I put this in a long, long time ago, and I haven't verified if it's still an issue in <laughs> in current versions of Emacs. Mm. I'm not um, bothered by it, but I do. I do remember seeing like in the in the Emacs channel the other day, someone was trying to figure out how to get the scroll by one line only. So I guess people are still yeah. annoyed with it. Exactly. Uh, I I get really annoyed by you know chunky uh, multi-line uh, scrolling if I'm not actually scrolling um, that way actively. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no backup and not to save files that because is a that's very popular configuration item. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what we use uh, Git for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, auto refresh in Dread. Huh. Uh, so it will refresh itself when anything happens. Um, cut the splash screen. Mm -hmm. uh, tweak the tweak the uh, uh, the width. Um, some more intelligent line breaks. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually remember ex how this felt before I used this because lots of these configurations I've put in a long, long time ago and just they've just stuck with me. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically the you know I, I guess you're you, you like defaulting to truncate line mode. So uh, so instead of having all those. You know, long log lines or whatever. Yeah. And just goes off the edge of the screen. Yeah, that's right. Um, tell org mode to try to mm. to make uh, cold snippets pretty. It's um, not doing it. I <laughs> nope. <laughs> to the best of its ability, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, indent after oh, yeah, each. It's doing some of it. It's doing quotes. Yeah. yeah. And I usually uh, usually work in uh, on a Linux desktop, mm -hmm. but some of my tweaks are Mac specific. I used to be all uh, all uh, an all Mac user, but I've started drifting over to Linux instead. So this is some remains of my Mac uh, setup. Yeah. It's so nice, like, you can still keep it in your configuration, just put the appropriate uh, when around it. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I got this uh, specific font and uh, some stuff, some tweaks to my meta key and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and let's see, and some, here we start to get into Orgmol stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is one of my standard feature, standard uh, options for exporting from org to HTML. Yes. Um, so that basically removes the um, exported by Thomas in Emacs uh, <laughs> section at the end of every HTML. Um, key bindings, I'm not sure how uh, exciting this is. <laughs> interesting to see how you use the execute extended command to uh, make metax slightly more useful so slightly you know oh. to make it available elsewhere that was kind of cool yeah uh, it's basically to to not have to fight with my mac keyboard when i'm outside my um my linux vm yeah. 
And I, I think uh, that the same control plus control minus that just one side. Yeah. Sign. I know where you're I think, from. I think that one came from uh, from uh, the Emacs starter kits. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of my stuff is from there and a couple of other sources. Um, yeah. uh, one of my main sources, apart from the starter, starter kit, is uh, uh, Magnar's setup. Oh. Uh, the guy who makes the uh, Emacs rocks videos. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, he's he's got a huge um, Emacs uh, Emacs D uh, directory. Huh. Oh, I stole a lot from him actually. I should check that out. Uh, oh yeah, that's actually one of the things I'm also really curious about. So you've mentioned the Emacs wiki that you regularly raid for configuration. You steal config yeah. from your coworkers and from um, and from Magnar. Uh, where else are you getting you know interesting Emacs ideas? Um. Magnar actually has a new blog called What the What the Emacs D. Huh, I don't know uh, about that. I should go check that out. <laughs> yeah, it should. It's basically just a, a sort of a Tumblr blog-ish, <laughs> uh, where he posts uh, small snippets from his own configuration. Oh. And so it's uh, basically one one config, um, one sort of configuration for each blog post. Um, let me see. Uh, what, where else do I find stuff? I actually haven't stolen that much in a couple of months, but I usually end up in Emacs Wiki when I start googling for stuff I need to set up for myself to, you know, to sand off a corner of a workflow yeah. I got. Yeah, I usually check out the Planet Emacs in once in a while because sometimes the blog posts have pretty interesting configuration snippets. Yeah. So I think I've got that in my RSS reader, actually. Yeah. Uh, what else? Where else do I find stuff? Um, Sometimes hmm. the ERC, uh, so the Emacs channel is a great way to overhear people talking about specific module uh, modes or things like that. Yeah, I drop in there occasionally. Uh, I think my problem is with IRC uh, is that I either don't follow it enough, yeah. or I, I there's too much volume, so I. Tend to overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, let's see. Uh, here's my custom stuff. Mm -hmm. I actually don't have that much compared to some people I know, but um, I try to make do with a basically with the default modes and default key bindings yeah. uh, as far as possible, and then I sand off the most painful corners or stuff that's very custom. Mm -hmm. um, I started started going down the down the path of um, creating uh, custom key bindings for everything, but that made it impossible to sit in a default config. Uh, yes, <laughs> since you've got that that case where you do spend time with other people's editors. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Um, or uh, or a beer Emacs config on a server somewhere. What you're not editing things through Tramp? <laughs> <laughs> Always, I should do it uh, more often. <laughs> well, you've got that. You, you've got that uh, bit of tramp there for the pseudo uh, yeah. thing as root. Um, but one yeah. of the things I was really curious about was that minimalist blogging workflow that you've got there, because it's it's different. Uh, I, I I use org to blog to uh, to post a WordPress site, but you're actually just generating the static site. How yeah, <laughs> uh, I I actually just wanted to get away from WordPress. <laughs> um, both because I, I just found it more neat to have everything in static files. I don't have much dynamic content. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, and I didn't want the headache of keeping it, keeping the WordPress uh, setup updated or patched and yeah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can, I, I'd be happy to go through my org file blog stuff. Um, well, you cheat a little bit because you've got this, uh, you've got the config in there, but then you're using a rake task to actually generate and deploy with the site. Yeah. And the, the generating part, would, would you be comfortable sharing that with me? Sure. Um, let's see. Where did I actually put it? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Here we go. So, yeah, uh, it's basically just two tasks, generate and deploy. The deployment is just an Mm -hmm. R-Sync. And the generation, let's see, Uh, I set up the folders. I haven't actually looked at this code for a long while, so it's (laughs) um, interesting to see what I did there. So I basically got um, a source uh, directory where I've got a couple of standard HTML files mm-hmm. and uh, a directory of org files, which are my blog posts. Mm. So here's my, these are my blog posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got a template org file, which basically is what I use to uh, start creating a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I actually do is that I copy over the uh, the assets, images, style sheets, JavaScripts, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I got the standard layout. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, if I if I wanted to be a, be a good boy and do everything the proper way, I'd use Herb, mm-hmm. the uh, Ruby yes. templating library. But it's actually just a sim- sing- uh, single layout with the one field that's yes, substituted. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then I've got uh, a single function to generate the um, the actual files. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what do I actually do in every one of these? Uh, oh, I see that. You've got the transform.org yeah. files. Um. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I basically just, I've just got a static HTML export um, Emacs Lisp snippet. Yeah. Uh, which I call with Emacs patch. Um, this is actually something I do. We do in our company as well. Uh, we got pipelines where we we call Emacs in batch oh, batch mode awesome. to, to create our documentation and you know uh, stuff that's generated from standard org files. Oh, and then I see how you've done it. You 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 generate it and then you use no copying to uh, to parse it. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was wondering. Uh, so I- uh, the idea I is basically, I basically massage it after I've generated. Because <laughs> I, I was wondering whether you were you you were parsing the org files directly using Ruby, which would be awesome if someone figured out how to do that. But yeah. uh, but certainly working with that generated HTML like you're doing is a, a great way to do that. Yeah, I, I I've done. I think I've started parsing org files one or two times, and then just thought, well, uh, why not just leverage what I've got <laughs> and massage, massage it to be more of what I need. Yeah. Um, so it's not pretty, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I basically just massage in my my stuff, my um, the difference between the standard exported HTML and my blog posts. Yes. Uh, and I get some metadata from... Um, 
yes. Yes. Yeah, I from the old headers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so that's basically it. And in my, uh, let's see, uh, in my blogging um, setup, I just call out to the rake file. Um, you can see that I've actually cargo culted some stuff and forgotten. <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> there you go. So it's good that we're having this. <laughs> yeah. So close to uh, Jack Mo, I guess. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> So my whole setup is basically just something to create a new blog post, yeah. um, something to generate the whole site uh, from scratch, and something to deploy. Uh, and all of these are just uh, uh, shells out to to the rake file. I guess you could do it as a pure Emacs Lisp solution with yeah. a published project. Uh, but um, but uh, hey, you know, if if rake is if a rake task is easier to write, then full speed ahead, right? <laughs> Uh, you, you basically, in my uh, in my experience, you basically fall back to the most uh, common or, or common or comfortable thing you need to do uh, when you just you're just hacking something up. Um, and that, actually, at this point, I was just I was relearning Emacs Lisp, so I didn't have the chops to do it all uh, natively in Emacs. Hmm. But it works. It's just fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, so let's see. Um, as you can tell, I I have a really low threshold for creating new org files. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I noticed that, uh, which is is actually qu uh, quite different because um, most of the people I've talked to, well, two that you because I've only just talked to two people over Skype about Emacs, yep. but we, the people tend towards the really big org file that contains everything. So mm. it's fascinating to see how you, I guess you're splitting things up and then using grep or app or something like that to search? Yeah. How do you make it manageable? <laughs> well, uh, some stuff I do have in large uh, org files. Um, personal to-do files and uh, all my to-do lists, uh, both at work and at home, they're all both in one big file each. But I find that a lot of org files are really one-off. Um, you know, meeting notes, uh, um, Sometimes I write emails in org first, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that, and I don't want all that in uh, in a single file. Mm -hmm. So I just use grep uh, in uh, in my org file directory to recover stuff. That's interesting. Huh. I should try that too. I, I, I tend to use org capture for all of that, but you're right. It, it means that your main org file gets a little crafty. I guess you could have a temporary org file and, and have it capture there or, or work yeah. with that. But, you, you know, your physics setup works just fine. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a neat freak, so I like compartmentalizing stuff in different files. I think you can actually get org capture to uh, put it in a, like, use a user-defined function to determine the yeah. file name to save things to. So that's, mm. that's mainly, you know, using the org capture uh, keyboard shortcuts so that you can have multiple templates to choose oh. from. That might be something Ooh. useful. Yeah, I might look into that. Um, actually, uh, let me make a note of that. Uh, <laughs> so create a file. <laughs> we have a seat in action. <laughs> like this. Uh, oh, cause, and also if you do that, then you can put make your template include uh, prompts. Oh. And automatic information, right? Yeah. 
so that you can just uh, fill in the, the mini buffer prompts and then keep going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when Emacs geeks get together. Like, oh, how do I do this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's uh, sometimes a bit of a productivity kill at the company. I know. <laughs> All the yak shaving, like, oh, you know, oh, wouldn't it be nice if Emacs did this? And then two hours later. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's also the standard um, standard situation we get sometimes where we just figure out that, oh, we, can, we could just do that with org. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> net positive you know think about all the time saving that um that you get out of emacs um so it's worth investing a little bit of time to make it even better yeah uh, i think the most fascinating thing about emacs is, is that it's it's such a low threshold for improving your <laughs> workflow <laughs> yeah. i i used i used to use eclipse when i uh, mostly did oh, java yeah. as, as a consultant yeah. um and extending Eclipse, that's, I think, I think some people have, uh, that I know have talked about creating plugins, but um, no one actually do. <laughs> yeah, I've never come across, uh, well, I mean, small talk and other environments will have a lot of that self-modification too, but, but yeah. Emacs has been so amazing in terms of that, that customizability and that ease of customizability, especially once you get a hand on Emacs Lisp. I've never come across anything else quite like it. Yeah, um, Which is I can't think of anything off the off the bat either. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I wish more things were like that. So, yeah. So you've got okay, you've got a function for writing. You've got a function to deal with the the, the directory that you've got all these org files in. Yeah, oh. exactly. Um, so that's basically just a key binding to dread open a file, uh, or sorry, a directory, mm -hmm. like this. These are all my org files. <laughs> you have a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I create a couple of them every week, so it's, yeah, the directory is growing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's another thing, right? If you use, uh, if you use a, a user-defined function to help you figure out the file name and the directory structure, maybe you, you might even get it to uh, kind of, like the way that Datree works in org. Um, mm -hmm. Or capture by default with Datree lets you file things by year and month and day. Uh, you yeah. might have your function create a directory hierarchy of year and month to make it e even easier to archive files you're not quite using anymore. Yeah, that's actually something I should be doing more in org mode because I don't. I've actually not used the agenda or date oh. support. Oh, that's interesting. So you're using <laughs> yeah. it mainly as an outliner. Yeah, uh, basically too. <laughs> and of course, uh, the publishing side of it too. That's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, my colleagues use it, uh, use agenda models and stuff like that much more actively. Oh. And I should do, I should do that as, as well. But I, I haven't found the time to get that <laughs> work workflow yet. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, there's a couple of stuff here which are just one-offs for specific projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, not this one. Um, kill trailing white space. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I basically have to have this in, or one of my colleagues will kill me when he's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, I guess it could also be a git pre, you know, pre commit hook, but it's better to have the editor take care of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one thing I've started doing is that to set up some. Um, 
uh, some basic uh, functions just to get uh, you know the context of uh, one some of my projects up quickly uh, when you start working on a project you usually have a standard set of files open uh, you open the to-do file and you open some views or templates or whatever so I started creating functions that get me into the context uh, more quickly yeah, so, uh, someone observed everyone in Emacs uh, reinvents the, you know, their own version of project management yeah exactly <laughs> uh, I, like, I, I tend to use find file uh, I do find file a lot so I have different keystrokes bound to uh, different file trees uh, Oh. So what if so it, it it lets you do the I do find file thing, but if you swap out the file cache uh, variable, then you can yeah. then you can have it look in different trees for the files. Uh, that's cool. Um, that's really interesting. I usually use um, use use uh, CD to just go to the working directory of um, of whatever projects uh, I use. Uh, um, I, I Especially with uh, you know with Ruby and uh, with Rails and other programs that uh, other platforms that tend to have an idea about how they want you to organize your your files, and some directories are easier yeah. to get to. Uh, I do huh. like the convenience of just being able to say, "Find me this file somewhere." I don't really care where yeah. it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that was actually something I missed when I went back to Emacs from TextMate. Oh. Uh, because tech, yeah. TextNet has this really, uh, has a really good uh, yeah, find find file from this working projects uh, from this working directory and downwards mm-hmm. um, setup, which you don't. I don't think you'd get that out of the box in Emacs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use find file in projects for that. Yeah. Okay, so that's another you know nice little tidbit that might be worth exploring. <laughs> yeah. That's- uh, some standard work setup. Just my standard uh, channels. Um, and you check Twitter from Emacs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the um, the web interface yeah. that Twitter has these days. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's my browser or if, or if something's broken in their uh, stuff, but it doesn't work very well. So I just check my Twitter from. Emacs. Uh, there's a there's a way to post to Twitter from Emacs, and I I actually used it. One I think one time I was experimenting with hooking org up to it. Um, so if you wanted to go the other way, you can do that too. Oh, cool. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, your this is different from your published uh, config, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I have to cut down my volume and more uh, verbose than others. I'm a huge fan of both Audi and uh, Reginald, but sometimes they tweet a lot and keep <laughs> 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 it down. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Mm. Hilarious. Uh, let's see. So my wall is almost done with my setup. Uh... Yeah, the tramp sudo edit yeah. edit file as sudo is basically basically just a hack I found at in Magnar's setup, um, which which uses tramp to localhost to get uh, root access to a file. Yes. Um, move lines up and down. Yeah, this is uh, classic cargo culting from Emacs Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's basically just a mode to move stuff around. Uh, I'm not actually sure if it works on my Mac setup. Oh no, it does, it to yeah. an extent, right? Cause... Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> um, I rarely use Emacs in Mac in my Mac um, host system these days, so it's it's always a toss-up if stuff works or not. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thanks, thanks for walking me through that. If you've got yeah. a couple of minutes, I can show you some of the, uh, the snippets of my config that I mentioned. So let me cool. see if my Emacs starts up again and I can switch over to sharing my screen. I'd love to. My screen start. Oh, my Emacs is, is loading up. Oh no, I broke my Emacs config. <laughs> you know, this is this is the sometimes challenge. But uh, okay, so yeah. so I mentioned or drill, um, which lets me say, okay, you know, ace jump board, do it, you know, use package. I've bound it to control C space, uh, and yeah. and what or drill does is it lets you say, you know, uh, you know, do, so basically it, it I I press space. I say, how well did I remember it? Uh, zero mm -hmm. bit. Hey, I completely forgot that I bound it to control C space. Uh, and you know, five is like, yeah, yeah, I got that. Remind me again in nine days. Uh, and so depending on how you answer it, let's say, for example, uh, if I say I completely forgot it, it will remind me again uh, in this drill until I say, okay, I got that. I remember it now. Cool. Yeah. Is it, do you use uh, one of those learning algorithms where it's uh, spacing yes, for each time? Yes, that's precisely what org drill does. Cool. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then the other thing I mentioned was I do find file here. Ah. So file cache, I do, uh, plus I do find file, lets you do stuff. And then I have a Sasha file cache setup tree, which I think I defined somewhere. I have it in my secret config file, and, and which means my <laughs> published config file is missing this macro, and everyone's like, what? Um, which uh, basically does, it swaps out the uh, file cache uh, A-list, depending, uh -huh. depending on the project that I, I want to go to. Right. Anyway, so I, I have to go fetch that from my Emacs secrets. I, I store my passwords and other things in a separate file because otherwise all my config gets published. I think you've got GPG encryption in your. Uh, oh, do you use that for? Uh, use that for org, I guess. But uh. yeah, uh, or uh, we've started. We started using it for org. Uh, we barely started using it. I actually keep uh, my passwords and stuff like that in KeePass. Yeah. But uh, I use LastPass um, too. Yeah. 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 But I guess nothing stopping nothing stopping me from keeping it in org files anymore once I've got the encryption yeah. setup. So that's you know mostly what I've got in in my config that you might be interested in. Just the the find file uh, is kind of useful. I don't think I have mm -hmm. any projects set up recently. As you can tell, I've been tinkering around with my Emacs config, but I remember yeah. it being pretty useful when I was on that. Um, actually, let me huh. see if I've got. Ah, I have too many windows open. <laughs> oh. Hang on. Sometimes windows drives me slide because... Uh, where am I going here? I'm going to... Ah! Uh, the nice thing about having stuff on Google is that... Uh, <laughs> is that you, Google can help me find like my config. 
Yeah, exactly. So there are five cache set of trees, a macro that sets up the cache, you know, and loads it up and then creates a function that it's like Sasha file cache find, you know, ID find file, but for mm -hmm. that specific project. And then it yeah. finds a spe specified keyboard shortcut to it. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I think I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some little things that are worth a try. Um, yeah, I, I like talking to people about Enix because sometimes, you know, you come across interesting ideas. Uh, and, mm. and also, it's, it's fascinating to see the people who are actually using Emacs. Uh, you know, oh, you're lucky because you've got a company of other people that you, you know, can set Emacs tips with. But a lot of people mm. are maybe the only Emacs geeks they know in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, there's actually a growing number of people, um, I guess, vocally using Emacs uh, here in Oslo. Uh, there was a meetup a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, yeah. uh, um, uh, of Emacs Really? What is that mm -hmm. like? <laughs> I'm I'm not sure because I wasn't able to attend. Uh, it was the inaugural. I think you'd call it the inaugural meetup of yeah. the uh, Emacs. <laughs> How cool! So we'll, we'll see if it's off. <laughs> awesome. Uh, will you be able to make it out to the conference that's coming up on March 30? <laughs> No, sorry. <laughs> I really wanted to, but yeah, I, um, I know it's, it's a bit of a stretch for so many people too. But Easter weekend and uh, and London and all of that. But um, yeah, I figured uh, that being one of those people that uh, in in a city where I haven't really bumped into a lot of other Emacs people, I think it'd be interesting to see a lot of people face to face. Well, yeah. see. Well, it was nice chatting with you and learning more about your config. I, I certainly got a lot more out of that than. Than simply reading it on my own uh, and thanks yeah. for sharing yeah it was nice to speak to you what, um, it, to round it off what are some of the things that you're looking forward to to figuring out in emacs you know what are some of the ways you want to improve your config i actually think i've got a list somewhere ah, uh, okay I'm gonna, you can you can click on the plus sign and take back sharing and uh show us yeah, no, that's fine uh, i'll just open it up um uh, I did some notes before the meeting, so <laughs> uh, yeah, I, this is basically just stuff that I've um, I thought about for a long time, so it was quick to get it down. Uh, spreadsheet and agenda stuff. Oh, yeah. I think you already touched on that. Yeah. Just to just um, actually using org to deal with dates and to-dos and stuff like that. Yeah, um, the, the spreadsheet support in org with org table is surprisingly yeah. rich. You have, you know, column formulas and all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my, one of my colleagues uh, uses it uh, fairly actively. Oh. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, I've started playing with using it for time tracking, but um, yeah, not much beyond that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mentioned that in your config, um, you, yeah. you, I guess using org block, uh, but it'd be yeah. interesting to see that. Okay, um, so so spreadsheets and agenda. Yeah. Uh, email would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually found something that works really well for me yet. Mm -hmm. um, I I think I use GNU's uh, briefly in university, but yeah, uh, GNU's is its own beast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it is really big, but I I really liked it back when I was using it. 
I, I always have problems getting because I'm stuck on Windows for drawing programs. Um, yeah. But I, I remember when I was in a Linux system, news with scoring and all these things was really awesome. Yeah. So, mail? Mm -hmm. um, one thing I really miss from TextMet uh, was that um, TextMet had a preview mode for HTML. Uh, where it, it basically embedded a WebKit, I think it was a WebKit yeah. um, frame yeah. beside your code. Huh. Uh, so you could live live uh, edit your HTML and see see the changes live in the other frame. Nice. Uh, uh, some of these, I, well, one, one way to work around that, I guess, would be to have a save Crocorel or keyboard shortcut, maybe, that, yeah. um, that use browse URL. Uh, yeah. Well, I think someone's even gotten a kind of browser interaction for JavaScript, you know, for running JavaScript in the browser. So there might be a way to, to communicate with a process. Um, oh, so you basically got a rep in JavaScript yeah, yeah. rep? Yeah. Oh, cool. So I, I haven't looked into oh, it. I, I basically, when, I was, when I was in this situation, I just used a keyboard shortcut to flip over to another window, refresh the, the page, and then come back to Emacs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up with something diff uh, something similar. I just uh, tiled the browser in next to Emacs and yeah. set up some sort of plugin in Firefox to oh, auto refresh. Yeah, yeah, that works out quite nicely too. Okay. Yeah, but of course you always want to have everything in Emacs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, see, I'd like to try Android development mm -hmm. sometime. Yeah. Uh, I've read about people um, setting up their Emacs configs to basically shell out to uh, Ant and the command line tools. Oh, I have yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, using, I've never really got over the hump of using terminals inside Emacs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, using term or something like that? Yeah, I, well, I usually use um, something called Terminator in Linux, which, which is just a beefed up uh, extern window. Yeah. Um, and I use Sed Shell with a lot of custom um, cust customizations. Mm, yes, uh, and I've tried, I, I've tried using calling out to to my standard terminal inside Emacs, but yeah. it seems to be tripped up by uh, by auto completion and stuff like that. There's always there's always some sort of subtle difference which trips me up, yeah. and back I go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's okay too. I remember um, I, I, I tend to use eShell for a lot of little things, but if I need ANSI escape sequences to work, then I have to use term or something like that. All right. ANSI term. So there's no, there's no new one-stop solution yet? For... Um, not that I've come across, but uh, I, I think he was telling me he uses, uh, he, he uses terminal programs inside Emacs a lot, so he might be someone to talk to. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, playing around with some of the things that I'm going to steal from your config. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. And, uh, and, uh, thanks again for reaching out. Uh, no problem. I had a really good time talking to you. <laughs> All right, then. See you around. See ya. Bye. Bye.